Hey everybody and welcome back to Staging a Podcast. This is your host John back with you again and today we'll be talking to Josh Ramon from uh, formerly of the Phoenix Rising, Fianti Keeps and he is the founder of Peak AV. So what's going on today Josh? Oh um you know just uh talking with you at the moment so uh you know, uh, I got my cat Rolo in the background. You might hear him flopping around. He's uh, what they call a wobbly cat. Um, so he has a condition known as CH. Uh, I'm that's not familiar. My... Yeah, so it's a neurological disorder. Um, so he has an underdeveloped cerebellum. He either uh, experienced trauma in the womb or was malnourished. Okay. Um, so he was born that way. I found him about two weeks after he was born. Um, that was about three years ago. So that's how I've spent most of my days since I found him. We just kind of hang out. So he's, you know, you you say wobbly cat, like because of the um, underdeveloped cerebellum, like he just doesn't have the uh, uh, the sense of stabilization, like while walking or what? Right. Yeah. And so and he's on the severe end of the spectrum. Some of them, the reason they're known as wobbly cats is they kind of wobble when they walk, but he doesn't really walk um now i will say in the past maybe week or so he's made some strides that when he gets hyperactive and he's playing or um scared he suddenly can walk but he's really been making some strides um i'd say i've seen him take like 10 steps before falling over in the last week a few times so that's that's been that's been pretty exciting yeah yeah you know it, it takes a special person to uh you know go and take care of a disabled animal. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, the, in this case, it, it feels like it, it's a special animal, um, taking care of me in a, in a strange way. You know, he kind of changed my life. It's, it's hard. It, it's a lot to get into, but yeah, that's definitely what's going on here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's beautiful, man. So, uh, what's been going on in your musical world? Uh, so one of the things, uh, main, the main reason I wanted to, to do this was, um, the, uh, careless light album that PKV put out on uh, Friday the 13th, um, by Justin Wood, who is from the region, as you know. Um, so I initially had set this up for him to come on here and talk about the album, but in uh, discussing that with him, you know, he was like, well, actually, I have social anxiety disorder, and I'm really probably not going to be able to do that. And so I was just like, you know what? Maybe this is an opportunity to do something kind of unique. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Maybe I'll just go on there, and, and uh, we can discuss that and still raise awareness of the album and also mental health. And um, Yeah, so that's kind of what we're, what we're here for. Yeah, and, you know... Um I've talked about it before. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it with any guests, but I have talked about it on uh, solo episodes that I've done. Like the reason why I started this was because my depression was getting so bad. And, you know, other than going to work, because like I like to think I have high functioning depression because I do wake up every day and, you know, every third day I go to work. You know, I'm I'm not right. to, not to the point to where I just like can't get out of bed. You know, not I'm not Brian Wilsoning it, but right. um, <laughs> right. on my days off though, like I would wake up in the morning, 
go sit on the couch and veg because I didn't want to be out there in the world. I didn't want to have interaction. Like it was so much easier for me to just be confined in four walls. So, um, during, during COVID, like it got worse and worse because, you know, not only like, do I not have the option to go out and do things when I am actually having a good day, like now everything's closed down. So I couldn't. So right no, yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why I started this was because I wanted to give myself something, you know, even though you and I, and you know, me and most of the other guests have not been face to face, at least I'm interacting with somebody. Right now. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome that you're able to, to channel that into this, you know, cause I, you know, even just having a podcast is something that a lot of my uh, different groups of friends have kind of brought up over the years, but there's so much to it that it does take a, a, a passion for it. Or, you know, in your case, it being like an outlet for that, you know, something to, that drives you to do anything at all, you know? So, um, I think yeah, it's awesome. It's, de- it's definitely difficult sometimes, you know, with, um, specifically with, with doing this one just because of, uh, the nature of, I'm trying to talk to people within the music industry and like running out of people that I closely know and associate with. So, you know, you're sending out emails and half the time you're not getting something back or maybe you get something back from a publicist and they're like, yeah, no, you're too small, you know? Right, right. And that's the same problem on the opposite end with the artists. A lot of times it's, you know, just to get a review for an album when there's, you know, no, no prior, you know, promotion for it or whatever. It's, it's really tough to gain traction. So I can totally relate to that. And, uh, yeah. And to go back to what you were saying about, you know, why you do this in general, to be honest, like this isn't the easiest thing for me to do either. I, I suffer from depression and I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And so for me to even do this is, is kind of would be a little bit out of my wheelhouse these days, but I kind of found strength in, um, you know, Justin and I have this agreement where I'm going to help him promote his music. And, um, you know, so it, for me, it was like, okay, this commitment enables me to, to find the strength to do it, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and really this uh, isn't the first time I've filled in for Justin. I mean, I, really, I mean, at 18 or 19, I was, I took, took over for him in the Phoenix rising. And to be honest, those were really huge shoes to fill. He's a, such a talent um yeah yeah, and um for people who haven't heard the phoenix rising um josh does have them on his pkv band camp uh so you can go and stream download and they are out of all the bands that i've known from northwest indiana the one that i thought was actually gonna like make it (laughs) and yeah you know I had the same feeling before I was in the band I was just a fan you know I mean I had met them I think at at a party or something when I was like in high school and um was just when I finally actually listened to music and then we started playing shows together I was like wow this this band has something they've got it you know there's a good chance and then they put out lullaby and I was just floored you know it's like okay they're on their way you know Um, oh yeah they were super tight and um for 
for those of you listening, you heard a different intro track on this episode today, and that's actually a cut from The Phoenix Rising, um, a song called The Awakening. So, you know, at least you've, you've got some frame of reference, listener. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah, and so that, the, that music was not available really to anyone that didn't already own the album for like 15 years or so. And so that was when, like during COVID, Chris and I kind of sparked up a friendship again. Um, and we were both kind of going through breakups and, you know, after, after about six or eight months, we were just, I was like, Hey, let's just put out that, you know, just put the music out for people to have and, and whatever, if we end up wanting to put it on vinyl, that might be cool. Um, and so we just drafted up a contract just to have that in place. But there was some drama with other band members, and so which I won't really get into. But hopefully, um, with, so our agreement ends around the 20th anniversary of Lullaby. So we'll kind of revisit then whether or not we're going to put it out on vinyl. But I think I think it would be really cool to have in my collection personally. But oh, I'd love to have it in my collection. I'd probably buy, buy a couple copies just because, like, right. you you know have have the one that I don't open until I wear the other one out. You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, so with the, with the Justin thing, man, like I know he's, he's been making music. He, he hasn't stopped, you know, the, the Phoenix rising ended up, you know, doing their split back in what? Oh, four or five, somewhere around there. Um, and then he started working with, with Chris and, uh, some other people, uh, friends of ours, Matt, and uh anyways they were doing the elephant march and they did that for a while and then right. you know he he went off and uh he started he started building pedals right and so he, yeah which he's, he's still doing now um yeah and i think this is actually his third lp for the careless light project but he's um had a see yeah, like you said several different projects before that just kept going he's a he's even even with uh, having a family and a full time job, he still finds time to to make great music. So um, when the uh, when we started talking, I, I was like, "Yeah, I would really like to get your whole back catalog." But he was just kind of like, "Let's just see how this goes first, <laughs> right?" <laughs> so, um, but yeah, definitely someone uh, I was excited about to to share the, the music of. He's just such a talent, but like you know. Again, coming back to his social anxiety disorder, he's not really the type of person that's going to promote himself or get out there and tell you about his music. So it's exactly who you, I think, as a as a record label, who I would want to be helping represent, if that makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense. And um, so this is, a, you said, the third one. Um, excuse me. Uh, is this Ghost? But then, uh, what, there was uh, the self-titled, and there was Black Goo. So, I mean, he's been doing this for a while. And, yeah. Um, I like it because, you know, it's something that has just been characteristically Justin Wood for years. Is right. He's just kind of off-center, you know, Um because uh, the artists that we're talking about, we go back to high school together. Um, I used to play shows with his punk band, well, ska band, Whiplash back right. in high school. 
and you know um i want to say the the stuff now is more more moody more ambient uh you know a bit of shoegaze in there like it's definitely something that people need to go check out yeah for sure it lent itself really well i think to be uh movie soundtracks type of stuff and so that's why uh, we did like a soft release on April 1st and paired it as a companion album to um, Nervous Energy, a comic book by a, another um, artist on our in our company. And um, it, the idea was just kind of like, if you were to read this book and hear this music, you'd kind of start to create a movie in your mind. Okay. Um, and, I, and for me, it, it works pretty well. And so I was just excited to kind of like, give people that option if they wanted to do it. So we just went ahead and put the comic book online for free and then have the album available to play. And so kind of just give you this experience if you want to try it out. And then you could also buy the book or buy the album or, you know, so different things there. Oh, that's really cool. That's uh, like, I like the, the melding of the multimedia. Like, I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard of any companies, you know, doing that. Yeah, you know, there's some companies that touch on, and like, to where it'd be such a specific difference to tell, like, when I if I were to say to someone, oh yeah, we're we're the first to make a soundtrack for a comic book, people would probably laugh at that idea. But when you if you break it down specifically enough, it's like, no, actually, this is a pretty unique idea. I'm not going to say we're the first to do it, but in this way, I think it it's definitely not been overdone. You know what I mean? And it's. Uh, I don't think it's really being done in this way exactly. So it's a fun thing to be a part of and just kind of, it's not even really what our intention was when we started this company. So to kind of end up here right now is, it's an interesting and exciting place to be. Yeah. Um, so where can, um, do you still have that available or did you cut it? Yeah, after? no, that's at, that's at uh, peakav.com. That's uh, so that's P I Q U E A V.com. Okay, I'm gonna go there because I've I've only gone to your uh, I've only gone to the band camp, um. So you know, sure you're working uh, you're working with Justin, but I see you know, uh, and of course the Phoenix Rising. I see that you've got the anti on there. Um, who is this? Uh, you've got a band Swanskin and the Live Echoes, and they're from they're from L.A. Yeah, like, so that's. Um... Uh, the the main guy behind that is a friend of mine. His name's uh, Mo, um, short for Muhammad. Uh, I had met him when actually when I was uh, in the Phoenix Rising on tour, and we were uh, he was in a band called Blueprint Car Crash, and they were on uh, the Militia Group, and they were kind of they were kind of one of my favorite bands at that point in time. They had didn't have much of a discography, but what they had put out was really good, and um, so we just kind of kept in touch but i mean we probably didn't talk until from 2006 until 2017 um and then i was going out to california i got in touch with them we never had a chance to get together and then when the pandemic happened he sent me a text and was like hey what's it like out there and um that just kind of started our relationship again and by that winter that was sometime early in 2020 by the end of that year um we were in talks of releasing the first single and I flew out to LA to do some promotion at like mid pandemic, which was kind of silly. I regret it a little bit, but, <laughs> um, but it, it got us started and then, uh, yeah, I ended up starting the company around that time. And, 
Uh, they were the first band that we signed. And th- the project wasn't really slated to be a comic book when he first, <clears throat> excuse me, when he first um, brought the project to me, he was going on as <clears throat> Sadie Masochist. And I was like, I don't know about that. <clears throat> I, was like, Let's, I was like, I was like, well, uh, we'll run that through marketing, but marketing was just me, you know. <laughs> and so, um, he was he come back to me with um, with the Swanskin and the Live Echoes name and this idea for a fictitious cult, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then um, we found the artist Carissa out of, from Indianapolis, and that started sort of snowballed into this comic book, and uh, we're about to release the second issue um, this summer with. Uh, second half of the first album the lo-fi hexes so it'll be lo-fi hexes side b um will be the companion album okay. for that and then we're going to actually re-release the first issue because it's it's sold out and we kind of did like a redraw of it and we're going to re-release that with um uh a b-sides and uh early recordings sort of thing okay see that being somebody who um, I've always been on the um, on just the playing side, and I've never done anything, any bands that have been too serious, you know, or even like made recordings. Um, seeing this side of what goes on is really interesting. Um, like for you isn't isn't it kind of wild that like you know you've got this project that you put out it already sold out so you're making uh making the reprint doing the doing the thing i mean yeah it's kind of cool how these things start like, to just happen and take on a life of their own you know it's because for me it's a, it is like artist development sort of but it's really like you just kind of nudge the artist in a in a direction and then they'll come back to you with all of these ideas and you kind of, you know, collaborating during COVID was pretty interesting like this. And it's kind of really the first time I've done this on this scale for someone else, you know, rather than my own project or whatever. And, um, I just find it so much more rewarding. It's, it's so much easier to talk about it. Like even with you right now, it's just like, okay, I'm talking about other people's music and stuff. So it's a lot more rewarding. It's a lot, a lot less like, Hey, will you go listen to my music? You know, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's funny. I've been, uh, I put out a couple tracks now on uh, the podcast, uh, the podcast feed to where, like, I kind of feel like a jerk because it's like, you know, pe- people are coming here for a podcast, but oh, hey, here's my music. <laughs> You know, well, I, you e- know, even I, if they're not, I'm not getting... saying it's a bad thing. I did it for years, you know, but I totally understand that though, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, being being an artist and trying to get your stuff out there, you don't want it to, you know, you, you kind of have to push it because nobody else is going to, you know. Right. A lot of the time. Know, that's totally true. Yeah. You know, I mean, with with the exception of, you know, your situation where, okay, well, now I've decided that I'm making a record company. I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, be the marketing department. I'm going to have to, you know, 
pimp out <laughs> pimp out these uh, these things. You know, maybe try and get them on Spotify playlists or right. Fully exploit you know. them is the you know the the proper term. Which you know, exploiting something feels like it's a bad thing, but you're really just helping it in this case reach its hopefully full potential commercially. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Find as many ways for it to reach its audience slash then gain the revenue that's coming in little by little from that. Um, but you know, like with Justin, for example, we started when we did that soft release for nervous energy. Um, he was at zero play like monthly listeners on Spotify and we're up to over 2000 right now. So that's really that just to watch it go from that to that in such a short time has really been exciting. Yeah, totally. I mean, gosh, that's, uh, is what you said you you did it on April first, yeah. So yeah, just under and really two actually, and in and in, in that time actually the new album wasn't available on streaming, so that was just people having, you know, getting exposed to it through um, our website and the the comic book, and then going and checking out his other stuff on streaming platforms because the album, the new album didn't actually come out until May thirteenth, and so. Yeah. Um, and really, so all, all of that growth has been since then. We got a few playlists early on and we've just actually got three more yesterday. Um, and so he's just taken off right now. That first, that first single warm summer days, perfectly titled for, you know, perfectly timed type, you know, a song for the year or type time of the year. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Um, yeah, that song I'm going to toss here at the, uh, at the end of the episode so that you know, uh, or at least a section of it, so people can get a uh, get a feel, and then go out to Spotify and uh, you know find the uh, Careless Light projects on on there. And you know, is is it streaming other places other than Spotify? Or yeah, it's on it- every platform, um, as far as I know. A bunch that I don't know the name of, but you know, it's on all of the major ones: Spotify, oh. Apple, um, and if you. Um, yeah, from our website, you can find all these things or our, our social media, you know, our link tree has links to all of the different platforms you can find it on. Perfect. Um, I, I am entranced with your website. Awesome. Um, <laughs> specifically, like I clicked on the, the visual section and it's got like the, uh, the circles of lines that as you move the the mouse across the across the yeah. uh, screen yeah. it just kind of like dances like, right right you're like is that actually happening or am i <laughs> yeah who slipped what into my coffee this morning <laughs> right, right yeah i tried you know i tried to make the website a little bit almost interactive in the subtle way or just kind of like as you go through it there's almost not a consistent theme except for like what am i what is this um now was that um specifically intentional or yeah i mean as i went through it over i I probably like spent a good amount of time last year just kind of sitting on the site with the in in its you know infancy and was like just in the last six months kind of like okay i'm gonna spend hours at this every day and and really focus in on like product descriptions and um you know these types of like little small details and then was like okay well what else could i do you know maybe the background doesn't have to be stagnant um you know different things like that 
And do you but, do but also your... kind of keep go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, go. You finish. I I can ask in a second. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, do you do all the uh, all the programming and web design yourself, or do you fish that out to a, a extra no, company? Yeah, I've I've been doing all that myself. Um, up to this point yeah i had some help um i hired a, a friend of mine to do some like back-end stuff as far like seo keywording and stuff like that that i wasn't really too knowledgeable on so um, i've had some help in different ways with that but like search engine optimization and stuff like that okay yeah and like you know i like this uh this platform is kind of you know, of course it's musical, but it's also for the creatives. So seeing things like that, like that's something that we don't necessarily think about, you know, like just as the player, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to put my stuff out there on the internet and, you know, somebody will find it, but no, you actually have to work and, you know, put stuff in there. So like you said, the search engine optimization, like that's just something... Um, like I've never even thought about that up until this exact moment. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely something that I was aware of for a long time, but I didn't really know how to go about it. Yeah. Um, and so, and it, it took a good part of a year to really accept that maybe that was one of the missing things just in driving traffic to the site, you know? Um, Oh, definitely. And then I, like, I remember last year when we had this, uh, Swanskin uh, magazine placement in Relics magazine, and I was talking to Chris about it from the Phoenix, the singer for the Phoenix Rising, and I was like, "Do you think this is a is a good idea?" And he was like, "You'd have to have a store or something, otherwise, like you're just kind of throwing money out. You know, you'd have to have something for people to to buy." Yeah, and uh, so that kind of started. To, I was like, "You're exactly right. Yeah, what are we doing here? You know." Um, so that just kind of started the, okay, what is the site going to be? And, um, yeah, and I'm still kind of, it still to me feels like it's in its infancy, but one of the longer term things where I'm hoping to do is flesh out what's on there as the AV club right now. And then I'm hoping that that might eventually be some sort of fan creator, um, production company. It's uh, itself where we would have like sort of like membership dues every month and, collect that into a pool and then the the AV club would release its own projects that way. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, that's one possible long-term idea for that, but in the in the short term, um we're pairing with a company out of Michigan, uh rollingsquidbones.com and they're going we're going to start to do comic reviews and stuff like that as we open our uh open to the public to take submissions for um, future projects that we're going to publish as well, um, as also and, and bands as, and music and stuff too. So as we kind of open the AV club up, it'll be a place you know where there are reviews and some sort of interactive community. Uh, I'm, I also want to do like a free store in there where like we might have, let's say, you had an old a cool old shirt from a band or something, you wanted to just give it away. If the people like paid shipping and handling, you could have it for free type of thing. That's really uh, cool. Just to kind of create this sense of community on the website to have people involved in different ways than just your typical, like, oh, here's my company website or whatever. 
yeah and you know that's something um oh god since you know the myspace era that i think is needed you know you the uh word of mouth has gotten so less actual mouth and so much more click click here send this to somebody so like having the community aspect in the audio in the visual and having i mean you could end up having people that meet there collaborate and now boom now you've got a new project on your hands right right yeah the, the possibilities do seem pretty limitless it's just at this point i guess it'd be it's a it seems kind of far off to be to that to where that might come to happen but i mean so much has happened in just a year and a half's time that it you know it could be by the end of the year we might be able to launch something like that so yeah and def- definitely look into the future and um excited about the possibilities you know so um justin or uh justin's release of this or uh, is this ghost from careless light is the most recent thing right Correct. but um do you have anything and you know i mean don't need you to to spill the complete beans but uh is there anything that you've got coming up in the next couple months that's going to be releasing yeah the like so the the live echoes comic book issue two should be out early summer i don't have a definite date right now the um the art, the art, cover artist is still uh, working on the cover for that, but it should be out early to midsummer. Okay. Um, with and it'll have the companion album side B of the Swanskin and the Live Echoes album. So that's uh, um, that's that's what the the big work is on at the moment then. Right. Yeah. Well, and then Chris Resnick, who the uh, creator for, from um, Nervous Energy. He just got accepted to Stone Soup Zine Fest in Wilmington, North Carolina on uh, July 10th. So we might take the company on the road and do a little promotional thing for that. Maybe try to line up a couple other events. But if if nothing else, kind of hit stores and drop them comic books and free stuff to get kind of the the ball rolling there. Get our presence on the East Coast established. Um, And then he's kind of... uh, to lead up to that, we're going to do like a quick release of a, a collection of three short stories from him uh, called Eat My Shorts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, it'll be just kind of like old school zine style, black and white um, comic book. So that that's coming out um, sometime by July 10th. I'm not sure exactly what date, but uh, I should have the the pages in my hands within the next week and then I'll have to edit those and um, send it off to the printer. But that's yeah. kind of where we're at right now. And then he'll do hopefully have issue two of uh, his other series skyline out by this fall. Um, so that's yeah, kind of where we're at right now. And then, like I said, we'll be opening submissions to the public. So in that time, we're going to kind of figure out hopefully who our next couple um, music and possibly comic artists are and we'll figure out what 2023 looks like you know yeah and you know i think that's really interesting the uh, the zine fest i didn't well i mean i guess there's there's fests and um like uh oh damn it it's okay i'm gonna have Com- to cut comic cons and comic yeah like comic cons and you know right. every 
everybody has them. Like, um, there's one down in Indianapolis every year for uh, fire departments. I've been to conferences for EMS, you know, and then, yeah, you see the Comic-Cons, and then, you know, there's things like Lebowski Fest where it's, you know, just based on a specific movie. But, like... I don't ever see zines anymore. And, you know, maybe that's because, like, I'm not in the city. Right. Um, And that and we don't have... uh, We've got some local record shops up here now, but none that are in town. So it's not something that, like, I'm getting to all the time. So, you know, maybe there's some zines out there. Well, it's super niche, too. You know, it's one of those things. And I think that's kind of a special part of, I guess, my position is that I'm not aware of a lot of these types of things either. But because this artist is so particularly into these sort of niche things that I get to be exposed to them through them. You know, so it's kind of that's another way that I find out about these sort of things. You know, it's it's the sort of stuff that really you would have to have been into it for a long time to, to find your way to that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you know what, I guess that, um, that makes sense on the, uh, the fact that, you know, it's hell. It's the way a lot of people get and hear about things, you know, like your friend is the one that's like, Oh, Hey, check out this new band. Hey, I saw this new TV show. Like, so yeah, it makes sense. It's just in a, completely different art form and like something that I just haven't seen in for fucking ever. Like I remember we used to have, you know, the, the local punk zines and stuff and skateboard zines around here. And like, maybe I'm just old. Maybe the kids are still doing it. (laughs) Right. And and surely they are. And surely we are. (laughs) You know, but uh, how much of it has been pushed off to the internet? You know, I mean, it turned That's from zines, too. yeah. It turned from zines into blogs, you know. Right, right. Now, it just it's, now it's podcasts. Like it, <laughs> right, it just gets lost in the ether. I mean, it's kind of like how the, supposedly there's sixty thousand songs uploaded to Spotify every day. There's probably sixty million blog posts every day. You know, what I mean, oh yeah, to find to find your audience, and it's almost miraculous that anybody ever does. You know. Only 60,000 songs. Well, actually, you know what? 60,000 songs a day to, to Spotify. I guess that makes. That number blows my mind. Even sense. though I know there's like 8 billion people in the world, but I'm still like, no way. It's got to be back catalogs and maybe they're counting episodes of podcasts as songs. I, I, you know, I'm like, I need to see the, the actual numbers. But that's if you Google it, that's what the, it'll say. Yeah. And that's so much, you know, especially considering, you know, someone like me who. I am surrounded by musical instruments and, you know, getting the, um, getting the motivation to actually like take this microphone I'm talking into right now and put it up against a speaker (laughs) while I'm playing. Like I could be doing more music than I actually am, but like, for sure. I feel that same way, but you know, I mean, what we do do, let's just focus on what we are able to do, you know? Yeah. And, you know, some, sometimes, I mean, you know, things like, uh, you know, seeing, seeing my friends like Justin put out good albums. Uh, I don't know if you know the band anchors from up here. Um, but Mm -hmm. anchors puts out some good stuff and their drummer, uh, Jason Summerhill, he is a great 
uh, Americana songwriter that, you know, people aren't hearing. And the thing is, though, is like seeing my friends do this is kind of motivating. Yeah. Now it's just I got to get off my ass. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. I'm glad that that's your reaction. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, you know, some people say that uh, I have a bright outlook on things like right you know i try and find like the silver lining on stuff and you know it's don't be jealous of somebody man like let it be let it be a motivation right you know and that's definitely a good outlook with uh you know with the depression and you know bipolar you know it's so easy to get yourself stuck in the looking at the darkness or looking for the dark in what could be a light situation. So, you know, um, I think sometimes cause, um, I try not to get too, or I try not to get really religious on, on here, but I'm in a, uh, mm, how how do you call it? A non, uh, a non-normal religion. Like, we're kind of based off of uh, Buddhism and Taoism. Okay. But so, you know, I mean, damn it, it's America. Why aren't you a Christian? Right. Like, <laughs> um, I think that, you know, some of that, like things with, uh, with meditation and trying to uh, find your, your being and your inner peace, like, that has kind of helped me in my situation. You know, I'm still medicated. It is what it is. Like I'm finally came to the realization a couple years ago that like, well, for one, I needed to be back on medication. And then for two, that chances are I'll be on it for the rest of my life. And you know what? As long as like, you know, I'm not wanting to kill myself on a regular basis. Like I'm cool with that. You know, right. like, well, you know, and that's good because that's one of the hardest thing. I think people that tend to, to need medication have a tendency to feel like they don't need it. Um, and I've been in oh, that yeah. position myself, too. So I, I, I just relate to that. Um, um, and, you know, with with my job, I see it a lot uh, where people start taking the medication, then they start feeling better and they're like, well, I'm feeling better. I don't need to take this medication anymore. Right. And then exactly. it just then. Yeah, it just puts them in a tailspin and you know, bad shit starts happening. So, um, that's, that's one of those things. And, you know, medication isn't, it's not a cure all just like meditation isn't a cure all therapy isn't a cure all. Sometimes, right. you know, you got to pull a little bit from here, you know, it's like making a recipe, you know, let, let's put a teaspoon of medication in here, a tablespoon of some therapy. Oh, <laughs> right. no, know. totally. Yeah. Maybe a whole cup of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, even something like, um, you know, if you're into running, if you're into bike riding, you know, maybe, you know, that's something that can be an outlet to make you feel a bit better here. Here's yeah. Yeah. Here, here's a cup of, you know, some sitting in the sun. You know, not everybody's, not everybody's as lucky as me to be a redhead and build my own vitamin D. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before. (laughs) Oh yeah. Us redheads, we're weird, man. Like we produce our own vitamin D, um, anesthesia and 
pain medications, it takes more for it to uh, get through our receptors and affect us. Um, yeah, we're we're a weird bunch, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I like to tell people, like, you know, people try talking about minorities, and I'm like, you realize I'm like the biggest minority there is because I'm a blue-eyed redhead who is left-handed, writes inverted. So inverted, uh, like, you know, normally you, you hold a pen and the pen sticks like ahead of you the way, the, the way I hold, um, it comes back. The pen is facing me as I'm writing. So like there's only like 1% of, uh, left-handed people that write inverted. So it's like, yeah, I've got Hmm. all of these things going for me. I am the rarest breed (laughs) in the world. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, it seems like you're doing okay. I'm I'm glad to to be a part of um, this uh, podcast and uh, yeah, man. And you know what? It's good talking to you too because um, so Josh said that you know he took over for Justin in the Phoenix Rising, and that's when I met you. Um, right. I think the last time I seen you in person was uh, 2007 down in Indy when we saw a silver chair. Oh, right, right. So, you know, I mean, God, 2007, that's what, 15, 15 years, years ago, man. Yeah. Yep. So, but, um, we're, you're living, uh, down in like Bloomington or. Yeah. Bloomington, Indiana now. Okay. And that's, um, home of testicle tech. Is that right? Home of what? Testicle tech. Ball state. What? Oh no. IU. IU. Okay. And I was like, I've not heard this term before. I was like, is this an Ivy Tech thing? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's just my funny nickname for uh, Ball State Testicle Tech. Oh, okay, I get it. Now, um, but so okay, no, it's it's the home of IU. No, yeah, Ball State's in Muncie. Okay, um, yeah, you know us Northerners, we don't we don't pay attention to to South Indiana. Uh, what what Bloomington is kind of getting known for now is um, it's home to one of the uh, largest independent uh, record label groups in the world, uh, Secretly Group. I'm not sure how familiar you are with them, but they have. Uh, they just had an artist play on SNL last week, Japanese Breakfast. Um, there, I think they're on Dead Oceans. I'm not sure exactly who's on every label. There's like four labels on there, but anyway, so it's just a really musical town. Okay. Um, with uh, I've got a lot of friends that work at uh, Secretly Group, so it's just cool to have like a company in town to look up to. You know, you're like, okay, we could we could do what they're doing. You know, it's possible to d- to be, um, to you know, provide jobs and help artists do their thing and um, have longevity in the music business. It's it's cool to see it happening right here in Bloomington. Yeah, and it looks like they're um, they're multimedia as well because I just. Uh, I just pulled them up. It says, you know, they they work with writers, filmmakers, producers. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're music. right, actually, yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. And um, I had not heard of Secretly Group, but I am going to check out some of their artists because, you know, um, I don't know if you've seen on my Facebook, but every month I do a um, new-to-me playlist. So oh, nice. each, day, each day I listen to a band or a song that I haven't heard. And Awesome. You know, I always looking for new stuff, you know, and, um, you know, Spotify gives me the playlist, the, um, 
like release radar and a discover weekly right. playlist. But then it's like kind of run out of things. Cause you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I will put on the stuff that I don't necessarily like that I found, but sometimes I'll listen to two or three things before I'm like, yeah, that's my song for the day. <laughs> right. So, right. You know, but at least it's getting me out there and finding things. Cause you know, when we were when we were teenagers, it was so much easier because we were out there and we were doing it. And finding new bands was, you know, your friends were Second always tossing nature. stuff at you. Yeah. yeah. And right. as you get older, you kind of you can kind of lose that and you know get yourself into the slump of okay, I'm just going to listen to the same shit that I've listened to for the past twenty years. Right. So yeah, I just try and try and keep it open because I mean, there's so like you said, sixty thousand songs that get added a day, like right. How many of those will I never hear, you know? Most of them. <laughs> right, right. 59,998 of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, um, the unfortunate thing, and, well, I mean, I guess this isn't unfortunate for the artists, is if you go to, if you go to Spotify and you pull up uh, podcasts, you can change the podcast to run it two times or three times the speed so you can get through a podcast in, you know, half the time. Oh, um, interesting. you can't do that with the music though. So it's like, right. you can't, but also like you're totally killing that artist's, uh, idea if you're speeding it up that fast. Like, yeah. Right. That, that would be, that, that's not a good idea. I don't think. Yeah. Hey, this, uh, <laughs> this, this bluegrass band is playing 500 beats per minute. What the hell's going on? Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm just trying to get through it. <laughs> so, um, I know we we've talked about uh, all your stuff that you got going on in the the company, but um, how about give people your uh, your website, your band camps, all that stuff? You know, shout out anybody you want to um, before we end up getting off here, so that way you can uh, you know get get your word out to twenty people. Yeah, for sure. So um, the easiest ones for me to 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 get to you would be peakav.com and it's p-i-q-u-e-a-v.com our band camp is peak.bandcamp.com um yeah that should give you you should be able to find everything on there on social media we're generally at peakav um so yeah just look us up um okay and you got uh you got instagram and facebook yeah we've got twitter all the all the things all the main okay ones. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I look forward to, uh, talking to you again soon, man. Yeah, it'll be great. So, uh, for Josh Ramon, this is John. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs>